Greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ. My name is Matthew. I'm originally from Kingsford, Ontario, Canada. I have been serving overseas since uh, September of 2001. And uh, I work full-time with my wife, Nari, and our four kids, Miriam, Rachel, Rebecca, and Jonathan, and we serve in Phnom Penh, Cambodia. Uh, we regret not being able to be in person with you today, but are thankful for the opportunity to be able to share. This has been a crazy year for everyone, as well as a year of blessings. Due to COVID, we have been more active online, and in turn, we have been able to reach more people. We have been using the program Celebrate Recovery as a tool to encourage, to support, to come alongside others. No matter what their struggle, hurt, hang up, or habit is, we desire to speak life and love through the Word of God into their lives. Celebrate Recovery uses 12-step program, which anyone is able to go through. The first step is, we admit that we were powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors and that our lives have become unmanageable. Along with each step, there comes a scripture, bringing each participant back to the Word of God. The scripture that follows the first step is, I know that nothing good lies in me that is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Romans 7.18 We all need to come to the realization of what Scripture tells us in Romans 3.23 For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No one is perfect. All of us have struggles, hurts, hang-ups, and habits. The question is, do we acknowledge that realization? Witnessing the Cambodians the foreigners living in Cambodia, as well as ourselves, understanding this allows for the Holy Spirit to come and speak clearly to us, bringing to mind what needs to be worked on. Through this first step, we realize that we were powerless in controlling anything, that God is in control even in this season of COVID. It is not a surprise to him. There is a reason and we can trust him. The second step is, we came to believe that a greater power than ourselves could restore us to sanity. The scripture follows this step is, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Philippians 2.13 The message we share is clear, bringing us back to the word of God, knowing it is God who works in and through us. There is really nothing we can do on our own. We were powerless. We are powerless. Even in our own testimonies, we tried and tried for years to be better, to change the struggles in our lives. But it wasn't until we completely surrendered to Jesus Christ that things changed and the joy of the Lord filled our hearts. The third step is, we made a decision to turn our lives and our wills over to the care of God. The scripture that correlates with this is, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Romans 12.1 Over the past year, we have led or overseen 16 step studies, witnessing brothers and sisters digging deep into their lives and their own personal stories, surrendering to Jesus Christ and experiencing life changes. 
overcoming struggles and walking in freedom from things like abuse, abandonment, codependency, relationship issues, alcoholism, drugs, food addictions, gambling, sexual addictions, smoking, self-gratification, anger, depression, fear, unforgiveness, just to mention a few. The Lord has been so faithful. These struggles are within the Cambodian community as well as the foreigner and mission communities. There is no difference. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. And I've shared this verse before from 1 Corinthians 6, 8 to 11. Instead, you yourselves cheat and do wrong, and you do this to your brothers and sisters. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, no men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor gossips, nor gluttons, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Many are turning their lives completely over to Jesus Christ for him to work in and through them according to his good purpose. The fourth step goes as, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. The scripture goes as, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. Lamentations 3.40 If we were honest with ourselves, no one likes to take a serious look at what truly is going on inside of us. To look at the difficulties that we have been through in our past, especially if there's any type of abuse. But re-looking and asking the Holy Spirit to bring to mind what truly has gone on inside of us brings deeper healing and understanding. Brothers and sisters who have been through abuse are testifying to the goodness of God through the support they have received through looking back and going through these steps of Celebrate Recovery. In our newsletter, we have posted several testimonies of what God has done and is doing in the lives of several brothers and sisters. One of these brothers shares, As a pastor's son, ever since my late teens to today, I have struggled to be free from my hurts and habits. All those around me seemed to be so perfect, and I was so intimidated that I did not try to seek people out for help. Deliverance was preached and taught and practiced, but I never heard about it for a pastor's kid. So I kept my struggles all through Bible school, married life, until I reached a point where I cried out to God for help. All I wanted was someone to understand what I was going through without judging me and was able to lead me to freedom. Finally, last year, God provided that through C.R. and Matthew. And what I could not shake off, habits and hurts, or even hope for the freedom in Jesus, is now a possibility that I am living for. Took me almost 20 years, but God is faithful. And I am enjoying every moment of my recovery, walk with God, Matthew, and through C.R. The fifth step follows as, 
We admit to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. The scripture shows us, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. James 5.16 Here's the truth that we have noticed. Only God can forgive sins, but it is brothers and sisters in our lives that bring the healing. Being transparent, being prayed for, and then receiving the healing. We read in 1 John 1, 7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, and we have fellowship with one another, the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. We need fellowship. We need to be vulnerable and transparent. Finding the right brothers and sisters to come alongside is a huge blessing. I believe we all are called to be this kind of brother or sister to others. What about you? Are you trustworthy, supportive, loving, caring, encouraging? Are you being the hands and feet of Jesus to others? Cultivating a safe place to share and process through hurts, hangups, or habits. Do you have someone who you can truly share with? And knowing what you share stays with them. This is what we are growing in Phnom Penh. A network, a support system that anyone can receive the goodness of Jesus Christ, as well as brothers and sisters coming alongside them. Would you be able to start this in your own neighborhood? Is there a Celebrate Recovery nearby that you can participate in, or even a safe, secure, small group where you can openly share? Here's an old song we used to sing. Only takes a spark to get a fire going, and soon all those around will warm up to its glowing. That's how it is with God's love. Once you've experienced it, you spread His love to everyone. Want to pass it on. Are you desiring to pass on what the Lord has done in and through you? You can be a life changer, a support, an encouragement to others. The sixth step, we were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. The scripture that follows is, Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. James 4.10 what are your weaknesses? Anger, bitterness, pride, selfishness, unforgiveness, and so on. What are the defects of character that we know we have, but we don't want to share? But most likely the people around us, they could easily point it out to us, the different defects of character that we do have. Are you ready? Do you truly want God to be glorified in your life? If so, what will it take? It will take humbling ourselves and asking God to remove those defects of character, the ungodly characteristics that we do have and use behind closed doors or only in front of our families. This has been a year of mass. Are you ready to fully take off your mask and allow our true self to be known. 
Many go to church and put on a mask before walking into the building, afraid of being rejected or judged if people knew the real them. Going to work and putting on a mask so their employer thinks they're better than they might be. When out in public, do others see the real you? Or are you afraid? I know I was. I never wanted anyone to know that I was raped, abused, or bullied and was struggling. I wanted to bring honor to my parents and not shame anybody. But after I had walked in the light and have been honest with what happened to me, the Lord has used what Satan tried to destroy in my life to bring glory and honor by helping and encouraging others who are going through the same circumstances that life is not over just because you were abused or struggling with unwanted temptations. The Lord gives second, third, and way more chances. Glory to God. I have surrendered and I am trusting God in this area. The seventh step proceeds as we humbly ask him to remove all our shortcomings. The scripture that follows is if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and he will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1 9. This confession of sins is where the Lord has used my story and many others to help and encourage others. We would like to share another testimony. In the Cambodian culture, it is an honor shame culture. You either are honored or you're shamed. As we started Celebrate Recovery, Nari began to lead a group of young ladies through the step studies. For them, sharing, and being completely open was and is rare. But the Lord moved in and through these sisters. They are now so close and have no hesitation to share anything among themselves because as they shared their shortcomings, they were met with love, acceptance, and grace. Finding a group to share and be open with is truly a blessing. The Lord is faithful when we are faithful to Him. The eighth step is, we make a list of all the people we have harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. The scripture that follows this step goes as, do to others as you would have them do to you. Luke 6, 31. This is a hard step, humbling ourselves to admit we have hurt others, taking into consideration what we have done in our past, writing it out, and then confessing it to ourselves, to God, and to somebody we trust. Once we do that, Satan has no more control. Psalm 51, 12 to 14 states, Restore to me thy joy of thy salvation, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, so that sinners will return back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, you who are God, my Savior. My tongue will sing of your righteousness. Do we have a willing spirit to submit to God and others? Are we doing to others as we want them to do to us? This is between you and God. He knows where our hearts and desires are. What is he calling you to do? Who possibly have you harmed? How can you make it right? Bringing honor and glory to God and others. The ninth step is, we made direct amends to such people whenever and wherever possible. 
except if doing so would injure them or others. The scripture that follows says, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Matthew 5, 23-24. Matthew six fourteen also states, For if you forgive other people when they have sinned against you, your Father in heaven will also forgive you. May there be anything in your past that you might need to make amends for? I have had people come to me and say, How could you forgive the man that raped you? My response, How could I not? God has forgiven me for everything that I have ever and will ever do wrong. I'm not saying it was easy. It took a good seven years until I was able to fully forgive. I still remember it, but it has no hold on me anymore. We share with brothers and sisters this saying, if you were to walk in a room right now and in your heart of hearts, an anger or resentment builds up, you most likely need to forgive that person. Are there people in your life that God is calling you to leave your worship, your gift to the altar, and go and be reconciled before continuing your service to him. It is biblical, and we desire the people that we minister to, as well as ourselves, to keep this in mind when we go about our everyday life, keeping things in check, which brings us to our next step. The tenth step. We continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admit it. With the scripture that follows, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. 1 Corinthians 10:12. Many times we have this thought, okay, we're good, we've got this, let's move on. But no one is good, no one. Psalm 14:3 states, all have turned away, all have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Jesus Christ is the only perfect one, the one that never sinned. So keeping check, taking daily note when we stumble or say something that is unkind to somebody, admit it and make it right. Say sorry and trust that God will give you the strength to be better the next time. A marriage counselor once said to us, you know, you're in a good season. So let's give you some tools so that when winter comes and it will come, you will have the tools to get through and have a healthier marriage. They were right. Winter did come. But we got through it by communication and putting Jesus Christ in the middle and making him head of our marriage was the key. The 11th step is we thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. The scripture that guides this step is, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, Colossians 3.16. We can also read though in John 15.1-8, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I also remain in you. 
No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, then you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Some branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you have, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. This may be the most important lesson of all steps, that we need to stay connected to Jesus Christ. Troubles will come, temptations will come, but we have the example of Jesus Christ when he was tempted by the devil. What did he do? He answered back with the Holy Scriptures. The devil had to flee using the word of God, standing firm, taking thoughts captive, being connected to the vine, getting our strength and source from God and him alone. God can use brothers and sisters to mutually bless us and lift us up. But using the scripture and our connection with him, this is our first line of defense. It is an honor and a joy to be teaching all who the Lord allows to cross our path through his word, his love, his strength, and his grace. Jesus is in control. He is not shocked by this COVID situation nor the difficult situations in our lives. He is there waiting for us to desire to spend time with him and to call out to him, to fully surrender and trust him. Where are you today? Have you fully surrendered to our Lord Jesus Christ who created you for a good purpose? Jeremiah 29 11 states, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. What do you need to do to call out to Christ today? The last and final step, the 12th step finishes as, having had a spiritual experience as a result of these steps, we try to take this message to others and practice these principles in all of our affairs. The scripture that follows says, Brothers, if someone is caught in sin, you who are spiritual should restore them gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Galatians 6.1 What has God done in your life that you can share about and help others to experience the same freedom that you have received? Passing on His love and grace it only takes a spark. This is our heart and our desire to reach out in this way here in Cambodia. It is a joy to witness the Lord moving among the Cambodian and expat brother and sisters. Please continue to lift us up in prayers. Let me leave you with this testimony that one of our leaders wrote in regards to her observation about the ministry we are doing. I would like to share just a little bit about Matthew. He is my ministry leader for Celebrate Recovery here in Phnom Penh. Yes, I am an expat, and I would have never imagined CR would be something for me, yet here I am. I live with several Cambodians, and two of them have decided to walk with and follow Jesus rather than live a homosexual lifestyle. I've known Matthew and Nerese since 2009, 
and I knew that he was looking to start this ministry of recovery and healing in Phnom Penh. One of the Cambodians, Gideon, worked with Matthew at Century 9, the restaurant that he helped start, to help brothers come out of difficult lifestyles and into a life of glorifying Christ. Gideon had been invited to Matthew's initial meeting for CR. He was nervous to go alone, but wanted to go because Matthew had asked him, and Matthew had gained much respect from Gideon, and so I went too. Neither of us realized that it was a meeting to train up leaders, but we both felt strongly as we left that this was something we needed to do and needed to do together. I constantly teased Matthew about tricking me into becoming a leader. I went to this meeting as a support, but I have received so much from the program myself. God has worked and moved in incredible ways. The way Matthew can minister to Gideon is so much different than I. I have appreciated his leadership even before CR began. But now that CR has started and I have been involved with this ministry since its conception here in Cambodia, I have learned so much about myself. God has used this ministry to bring healing to some very deep wounds in my heart which in turn have helped me to be a better minister to those who live with me. There are six people in my Cambodian family here and four of them are involved in Celebrate Recovery. Matthew has proven to be a humble and God-seeking leader. I recently was home in the States and had an opportunity to attend a CR there. It gave me a huge appreciation for the leadership Matthew gives. He and Nuri are ministering to the Cambodians as well as the expats. Nuri's ministry with her Cambodian ladies blows me away. One of her ladies is one of my family members. Matthew is able to minister to both Cambodian men and expat men, and I firmly believe that ministry to expat men is just as important as ministry to Cambodian men. I am not a man, obviously, but his leadership in this ministry empowers me to be a better person, a purer reflection of Jesus to the Cambodians who live with me. The ministry of Celebrate Recovery is vital for this city and for our lives. God wants to bring healing through the confession of our struggles, both to him as well as others. CR is a safe place for all of us, Cambodian and expat alike. To have a safe environment to share and grow in our relationships with Jesus. Matthew is a leader who constantly points us to Jesus, strives to give God all the glory and honor he deserves. God is using Matthew and Nuri, his vessels, to bring healing and wholeness to the people in this city. I will forever be grateful for his leadership and commitment to celebrate recovery. We can celebrate because of Christ's resurrection, CR. This is a powerful ministry and without Matthew's passion and heart for recovery, it would not be here. I constantly thank God for this godly couple who leads us. Thank you. As I finish today, I would ask for your prayers for my family, our kids, as they take online schooling due to COVID, and for the protection and safety of all who are here. Prayers over Nari and me as we desire to be used and led by God. Thank you for this time and all your encouragement and support you have given us. We greatly appreciate your prayers. May God's richest blessings be upon you all. As you go from this place, our prayer is that you will allow God to search your hearts 
and to see where he is calling you to make some changes and that the Lord will also use you exactly where you're at as you surrender to him and follow him. Blessings to you. Thank you for letting me share.